I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Vic, do you think you might have ADHD? Well, listeners keep emailing me telling me that they think I do. So probably. Mind you, listeners also email us saying we talk too much about your mum's feet. So what do they know? Yeah, fair enough. I honestly had no idea about the connection between overdrinking and ADHD until we started this podcast. About 40% of people that have had any sort of drinking issues also apparently have ADHD. Whenever we chat to ex-drinkers, this comes up more than you'd believe. If you have ADHD or suspect you might or just want to learn about this link, then we would encourage you to check out the I Have ADHD podcast. It's the place where adults with ADHD find research-based information, validation and tons of support. This is the best way to feel less alone and hear some of the answers to the questions you've been sitting with for too long. You'll hear detailed descriptions of what it means to have ADHD and enjoy interviews with the foremost experts in the industry so that you don't have to read those ADHD books that are collecting dust on your shelf. Yeah. Listen to the I Have ADHD podcast and learn how ADHD affects every aspect of your life – From the boardroom to the bedroom. In the podcast, you'll also hear about their ADHD coaching programme, which is called Focused. Focused is made up of three pillars, courses, coaching and community. It is designed to help you build your own self-improvement programme and is perfect for the ADHD brain. And you can get $50 off the course just by using the code SOBER, S-O-B-E-R. So if you're tired of feeling stuck and don't know where to start, listen to the I Have ADHD podcast. I really wanted to bring this up in a podcast. I'm glad we're talking about this. <laughs> I'm going to call it too much love. And they're oh. actually your words yes. that I've used, Vic, because um, it was really funny. The other day I, I uh, phoned up the local clinic to get my vaccination done and um, it took ages to get through. But then the lady answered the phone. She was clearly really busy, but she was really kind and she booked me in. And just before we sort of said goodbye, I was overcome with a sense of sort of gratitude for the work that she was doing and I had to profusely thank her for for you know and tell her what a wonderful job she was doing being part of this vaccination program and then I put down the and I felt like such a dick. Yeah. And I messaged Vic and I said, I've just I've just told the vaccination lady what a wonderful job she's doing and I feel like a right Wally. And Vic messaged me back and she said too much love (laughs) and it just made perfect sense because when you're sober you are bursting with love for people Mm. and and I am now 10 and a half months and this is something that's come to me in the last couple of months I see the best in everyone I might look at watch a um a a true crime drama on Netflix you know are they innocent or guilty they're always innocent (laughs) I always always see the best in people and I love people that's nice and um, we actually talked (laughs) why don't you say what you 
Well, we're talking about the funny things we do. And I often, I went on the dole once when I was. The dole is for Australians. Yeah, for Australians, like on benefits, I guess. When I was sort of 20 years old in England, I hadn't been on the dole before. I hadn't had any benefits from the government. And we were laughing (laughs) because I actually wrote a letter to the government when I was 19 years old to thank them for the free money that they sent me. What a nice person I am. Yeah. I just feel like things like that I do go a bit soppy over because I just think it's nice that people would do that to support you in your time of need. I mean, I might be completely misguided. I, I absolutely <laughs> agree with it. And I love the fact that you did that. And on my other my other business, for my business, not my other business, Beanstalk Single Moms, I do a podcast and I often speak to Services Australia and the ATO and I, I'm often thanking them profusely for what yeah. they do for us as a yeah. country and say how lucky I feel to live in such a wonderful com- uh, country. But how I would describe that feeling of too much love is like... Um, sort of microdosing ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> I, Which I, you shouldn't do. You shouldn't course, do it. Which but what I'm saying right. is yeah. that you know, you don't need to do drugs. Yes. Just get sober because it is feels like you are doing them. You feel so full of love and happy. And you don't have the come down. You don't have the come down. But it's not that overwhelming feeling. Yeah. But it's just you feel love. It's a natural high of sobriety. It is. Yes. Yeah. And you just and you just love people around you. Yeah. That comes to my next point, which is being able to absorb nature. I like <laughs> I know, it's crazy. I, love this. I like licking leaves, sicking <laughs> sipping from puddles on my own. Um I'm more amazed by the world, how we are here and what keeps the world spinning. I still can't quite imagine staring at a star for too long because I find that all a bit overwhelming. But I appreciate the miracle that humans live on this planet and how lucky we are. It helps me appreciate life a bit more. I don't want to numb that out with alcohol. I don't want to numb out that feeling of of being alive. I mean, I mentioned it with my son choking a month ago and, you know, that as well. Things like that, things that big that happen that scare you. It makes you realise when you're sober how lucky you are just to be alive. I mean, it's a miracle, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> Are you sure you haven't taken anything? <laughs> <laughs> but this is us normally, isn't yeah. it? This is us we're naturally. Happy. Yeah, we're happy. The miracle of life. The miracle of life. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Go on, next. Okay. Oh, mine isn't quite as profound, oh. this next one. My breath doesn't stink. Uh, actually, Lucy. Oh, here we go. <laughs> the breath actually does stink. <laughs> Oh, really? No, no, you're right. <clears throat> yeah, look, not only does my breath... We are 1.5 st- metres apart, <laughs> yeah, so we, I can't smell very close. But your feet, on the other hand. <laughs> carry on. <laughs> anything else? No, just no, carry Anything on. else while you're at it? <laughs> no. I was going to say I smell less in general. You just smell when you in drink general. a lot, don't you? Don't you think you stink yeah, you when stink. you drink? Especially you when you when smoke. You, drink. you stink when you drink. And when you smoke, because I always used to smoke when I was drinking yeah. as well. And, and you just, and not just while you're doing it, but the following morning, often for oh. 24 hours afterwards, it's yeah. disgusting. I mean, my daughter's 18 and her and I went into her room the other morning and she was in bed with her boyfriend. And that smell afterwards mm. of them drink, of having drink, had a few drinks the night yeah. before, it's this sickly smell. It's disgusting. Yeah, horrible. Awful. But um, funnily enough, I went online to get a fact oh, yeah, about on. why Love we smell when we drink. And this did make me laugh. Alcohol is absorbed into your lungs, which is why you produce an odour from your breath. Your pores also produce an alcoholic scent that can make your body stink. Oh, lovely. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. Yeah, there you go. That's another one, sober dating, you know. Yes, you won't stink if you go on a sober date, so that's important. Yeah, and if you're going for that first 
kiss. Yeah, you don't your want breath a stinky. Won't, won't smell yeah. either. Um, for me, one of my top ones is that I don't have as much washing. Now, the next two for me are a little bit embarrassing, but me and Lucy like to be honest on our podcast, so I'm going to be 100% honest because we are also talking about honesty, was that every time I used to get really, really drunk, Lucy, throughout my life for many, many years, I used to always be sick always whether it was at the end of the night the next day or during it was often during because I would be sick and then carry on it was kind of like to empty out my stomach to like get back on track and get another pint down my neck um all part of the strategy all part of the strategy yeah no cheat what's the word cheat puking cheating or something is it? I've not I heard that remember one. It. I can't remember it. Well, it kind of is, really. You weren't really a hardcore drinker after all, were you? No, exactly. So, anyway, my point is that I used to piss myself when I <laughs> <laughs> when I puked because I would be puking up and the pressure of the puke coming out because, you know, sometimes I used to heave up all this sort of sour bile and, like, you'd be heaving and your yeah, body would be yeah. trying to push out this toxic chemical almost that was in your body and I would heave so much that the pressure would make me piss myself. Never shat yourself? No, well, only a couple of times. Not that you noticed till the following morning. <laughs> no, that's a story for another time, Lucy. That's right. Oh, I pissed myself a bit this morning. I was <laughs> bursting for the toilet, but I was in the middle of cooking and um, and I laughed at something yeah. and, you know, I had to change my knickers. <laughs> Do you so think it still, too happens, much in, it still <laughs> happens in sobriety? But oh, our kids, oh you know, I'm, 40, I'm nearly 47. I'm shaking my okay? head right. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. The, I'm not the, sure we should talk in, about it. Incontinence pads flashed in front of my eyes yeah. at that point, and I thought I'm into another phase of my life. <laughs> the time has come. I needed incontinence pads early on in my life. So basically. Even though Lucy does have to change her knickers quite a lot nowadays, <laughs> I don't as much, so that's my benefit. Not as much. Not as much, no. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I have less washing, basically, is what it comes down to. I'm not often sick on anyone either, so I don't ever have to pay for anyone else's dry cleaning, so that's also good, uh, which I used to happen occasionally. Yeah, it's expensive dry cleaning as well. Yeah. And a bit embarrassing to have to yeah. do it because you've thrown up over someone. Yeah. Mine's a bit like one of your other points, actually. I am more eco-friendly and kinder to animals. Oh, I hate us so much. I know. Um, no, but it's true. I've started mm. using, I started buying this Zero Co um, cleaning products, which is brilliant if anyone um, is looking to use less plastic around the home. Yes, we're not being paid for this, no, by the way. No, we're not being paid for it, but it's just... All this plastic waste in the oceans never used to bother me because I was so busy just trying to get from one end of the day to the other yeah. with my hangover and working out when I was going to have my next drink. But now I don't like thinking of that puffin with a printer cartridge in its stomach or anything like that. It makes me feel quite sick. Yeah, no. And right. so I want to do my bit for the planet. So I've started being more eco-friendly. I've started trying to eat <laughs> He's just laughing at it off at me. Oh, just the puffin with what in it? Have you not seen that on TV? You no, know it just that, sounds like, like a massive thing in a tiny puffin. It I can't, is, it oh, is. Oh, I don't want to know. Look it up online. Okay, can you, you send me the link? You will see the picture of the puffin with a printer cartridge in its stomach. Oh, it's awful. It's awful what these poor birds, the plastic. Anyway, I'm not going to go. I don't get me started. Okay, yeah. But I never really gave a shit. You know, yeah. I was aware of it, but I was too worried about myself it's just too selfish and worrying about where the next drink came from and now I no, do I worry no, about you're the not planet. selfish <laughs> but I I I'm like you Vicky I look around and I see the world and I think isn't it beautiful don't we live on a beautiful planet yeah and I want to be part of 
keeping it that way. Yeah. And so I have become more eco-friendly. I've become kind to animals. I try not to eat them anymore. And it's because I've got space and room in my head to make more educated choices. Yes. So it does all sound crazy, but it's true. No, but and it happens. It's something, it, it, does, it does. It's something that happens. And also, I think you watch a lot more television, which means you watch a lot more documentaries <laughs> on, you know, like dolphins being slaughtered in Japan and all of those things. Have you watched all those? Yeah, and I can't cons- eat fish. Yeah, and Cowspiracy and the fish one. There's all of these documentaries. And obviously, when you're sober, you don't go out as much. I watch a lot of documentaries. Mm. So I guess you're being influenced in those ways more as well. Cause you are, yeah. I don't I, remember the documentaries. I mean, people, when Seaspiracy came out, I think that if I was drinking, I'd be like, I can't watch it because I'm too anxious anyway. If yeah. I watch it, it's going to really, really spike my anxiety. I'm just going to feel terrible. Yeah. But because I have clarity, I think I'm going to watch this. I'm going to educate myself. And mm. that's where these decisions come from. Yes. And I'm really, really happy to be making them because I, um, think they're really I, feel, I feel they're educated decisions. Yeah. Well done. Thank you, Vicky. You said, that's the first nice thing you said yes, to me sorry, in this Lucy, podcast. That is amazing. We, I feel like we're turning a corner. Okay, good. Yeah, we're friends again now. Well, you're making me laugh too much today. So I have to keep <laughs> covering the mic up because I'm giggling too much. Hi there. I wanted to tell you about a podcast that I think every single one of you will benefit from. It's called Therapy Works and it's hosted by me, Julia Samuel. I'm a best-selling author and psychotherapist. I invite you into my therapy room where I speak to either a known or unknown guest. Topics range from the difficulties of divorce, a life-changing illness, to the struggles of motherhood. Search Therapy Works now wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out. All my magnificent fuck-uppery in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? No, it's probably ones with moody, moody sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yes, good, yes. Good. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. <laughs> You can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audiobook will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry, and cringe, and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book, even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. yeah. 
From an emotional point of view, seriously, it wobbled my teeny weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. My teeny little wooden heart. Well, his teeny little, his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, now. go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Yeah. Buy it, yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another yeah, five. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> 